a nice way to begin a Monday. Pod and Pickle and Mickle, of course. And oh, yeah, it is a live show Monday. If you happen to join, all righty then, you certainly can. And I'd be glad to have you because I appreciate your support. You certainly have had plenty of time to eat a bagel, slog down some booch, and put on a hat today. And also realize that today, January 15th, is Martin Luther King Day. And since it is a wild weekend review, let us review some other happenings on this day, January 15th. If it's wild, it had to come from Boston, right? I mean, in 1919, it was pretty wild. Two million gallons of molasses was flowing through the north end of the city, the Great Molasses Flood. And Bostonians, well... The Patriots have been stuck in molasses since Brady left, and whoever comes in after Bill has got some serious work to do. Pop quiz, hotshot. Would you rather take over Bama or the Pats job? In some perhaps eerie foreshadowing, it was on this day in 1967 that Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers won Super Bowl I against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, both the Packers and said chefs are still alive in the march to the Vegas Bowl. That's right. If you didn't know, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas this year. Happy days. None happier than this day. In 1974, the sitcom hit premiered on ABC. I was a big fan of the show. I uh, hope you were too. I mean, if you were around my orbit, you might have been. A lot of stars have continued to go on to great things from that show, Happy Days. You've seen a lot of movies. Produced by Ron Howard. You've seen his daughter Bryce Dallas Howard in a lot of stuff. And the Fonz, well, that guy's everywhere these days, you know? Go ahead and check out Henry Winkler. You'll find him, all right? 23 million people were happy to see a playoff game on Peacock. How many cents have plucked their subscription? Don't go plucking out your eyeballs on me. In fact, look at your face. If you've got a beard or mustache, you need to go to Valhalla Beard and Body.net. You can use my promo code, MIC15. Now, there are a lot of choices out there for your face and for your body care and for your stash. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just like <laughs> there are a lot of paddles out there for your game in pickleball. There are. Now, the game was on in Palm Springs. Sort of? I mean, I'll get there. Let's get on the court. The dinking, smashing, dirty shot, dropping, got pickleball fever, and it's not stopping this pickle and nicker. Pickle and nicker. Pickle and nickel, alright. Yeah, a little pickle with nickel, alright. And yeah, we're talking some pickleball, so let's look back on the action from the weekend. Action was out there in Palm Springs. It was the PPA Masters, 
And hey, how about Dylan Frazier capturing the singles title, singles championship? I've been a fan of his. I love the fact he plays doubles with J.W. Johnson. I think in doubles, they're going to have a great year. But a great match, a great showing out there for Dylan. I mean, he handled his business. He had to take care of Pickleball's Fed in that championship match. And yes, we did not see Ben Johns walk out of there with a triple crown. Yes, we did see Anna Lee Whiplash Waters walk out of there with her 21st triple crown, I believe it is. Look, she had to beat CP in the final match again, and we could see those two play a lot of final matches again. They won on the doubles. She still pairs with Ben in the mix. However, we also saw Lee Jansen returning to action, which is awesome. I see bright things for that other Anna. And Rachel is a raw barker, raw baker. I'm not sure if I said that correct. Look, formidable team. Look for them and look for a lot of awesome action in pickleball this year across all the tours. You are going to continue to see emerging talent. I believe it. And I mean, progressive draw format. One of the big things coming into the championship this weekend. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's a better format for fans who are there at the events. I think it's better for TV as well. A lot of the buzz coming into the weekend was this Vulcan ball, right? Now, I asked Michael Lloyd about it last week when I interviewed him on my show. If you haven't caught that, you should. He basically commented, plays like a Dura. It's going to take some time to adjust to. He does like the coloring of the ball, and that can be important. Important. Now, also, he mentioned, though, he plays on multiple tours. He's going to play PPA. He's going to play APP. And it's only PPA that is using specifically and only that Vulcan ball. Shout out to PPA. If we're going to pay $25 million, whatever it was, for the ball, let's put a little money into consistent paddle testing. Just throwing that out there, right? I think players would agree. Huh? Maybe. And how about start dumping a little money? into the pickle venues. This is going to be a continued thing. I hear about it. And then also, what happened to the, the TV contracts? Now, FS1, good. Pickleball TV, I could get on my phone. You can't get on a Samsung TV unless you go to Amazon through Freebie or some shit like that. But I am not the only one that is mentioning, maybe complaining a little bit about watching the pickle. Now, You've got to feather it in there amongst the other sports. You've got that going. I know, I know, I know. I'm asking too much. It's still a new sport. More eyes are going to get on it, though. And you're going to see it again coming in through college, coming in through youth. I was talking to some folks locally at the Gilbert Tournament. I'm going to talk a little more about that in a minute. That, you know, rec pickleball. Will it continue? And I believe that Rec Pickleball will. I think it's getting people outside. I think they like it. I think we still need some more courts. I don't think we have to go too ham on the courts. I'm, I'm pulling back on that a little bit because we're getting pickle places where people will play. And I think people will gravitate to these pickle places, which will loosen up some of the Rec action Rec courts, right? So PPA going to be heading out here to Phoenix, Desert Ridge Open, end of January. Great tournament, but you'll kind of see what I mean if you head out there, okay? Now, I wasn't at Palm Springs. I will be out at Desert Ridge, and I'm going to be looking for pickle gators. I mean, come on. Pickle gating will sweep over pickleball and pickleball events this year for sure. This is the movement. 
It's like a warm social blanket of activity not unsimilar to its relative tailgating. Now, pickle gating can be done pre or post said pickle event. This is a movement you can get behind. This is a movement you can support. You can go to themicklepod.com and get your t-shirt. Trust me, you can. Don't go there right now. Go there, let's say, tomorrow or by the end of the week. You can get one. If you see me around town, ask me for one. Maybe I'll give you a deal. Maybe i just give you one. Support the movement. Pickle gating. It's fun. Locally, like I said, over the weekend, I was down at Gilbert Regional Park. Central Court Pickleball helped sponsoring a little tournament down there. Great turnout. Even in the chilly Arizona weather. Great day. Great people. A lot of fun out there. And that's what I'm talking about. If you're looking for a unique pickle experience, get to the center of the action at Center Court Pickleball. I am working, folks. I'm working on the next great interview as well as I'm working on my video presence, video channel. Want to start having those interviews on video, working on something for Pickleball Television Network. Want to try to see if I can't get content on there. And you can see me there too. So I'm going to be working on that. I'm working on my third shot drop. What are you working on in your game? I mean, I just can't help it. There are two more wild card games today. The road to Vegas is winding down to a final eight. And you know what the funny thing about eight? That was how many home games Dallas had won this year heading in to the game against Green Bay. Oh my God. Let's take a little mental break. Gotta have a mental break. Sometimes you just got to have that mental break. Step back to Sunday with me for a moment. I don't know where else to start, given that Saturday's games were for the birds. The year, the defense, the deck, them cowboys. Now that that was before the game. I mean, even I said on this show, and let me quote myself, ugh, cowboys win. I did hold on to a shimmer of hope in the uncontrollable, in the art of the jinx, the dark sciences of the jinx, in the hope, in the nine. And everyone in Green Bay, if not before, is in love with the 10. Now the nine being that elusive ninth home win, going undefeated at home, any sport is tricky. It's tough. Ask people who have done it on any level, you get that confidence, especially you're heading into the into the championship game. You've been blowing people out of home. Yeah. Anyways, more on number 10 in a moment because what we have in store out in Santa Clara is going to be pretty awesome. I'm not a Cowboy fan. Let me speak for all of them. Not Belichick, right? It won't be McCarthy next year. No way he stays after that record-setting performance. And yes... The Cowboys set a franchise record in points allowed. No Dak being your second leading rusher. That, that's not a good formula. You don't need to do that. Dak did what Dak does. Two picks. One pick sick. Got sacked four times. It, it, the Dallas D is what I thought the difference maker for Dallas was all year. They've had an explosive offense. And when Dak is good, Dak is good. Dak was good this year. Look, 
would I take Dak on the Commanders? Um, I, I don't know. Probably not. However, a lot of teams would take Dak. Okay, I'm a piggy fan. I don't know what's going on up there in Washington. Go get me spoken out on the stinking Commanders right now when we're trying to focus on what's going on right now. The Commanders are not going anywhere right now. We don't know what they're doing. We're just going to let them do it. Now you got me all flustered. The Dallas D. Okay, that was where I saw the difference this year. And oh my, I mean Jordan Love. At sometimes he had that look. He had to have been thinking. Just don't miss. Throw a balloon. So he did, and he didn't miss. Godzilla minus one. Great movie. Dallas minus one playoff win. That show's been running a long time. What's going to give? Can they give away Dak? I I don't know. I'm not sure. One thing for sure is we're going to hear all about it, and I say, let Stephen A. sing. This is when, however you take your Stephen A, you're going to take it right now. I'm going to take some. I don't mind tuning in now and listening to Stephen A. We're going to get about a month of him just railing on the Cowboys. And when Stephen A is going on the Cowboys, he is going on damn Cowboys. And everybody goes along with him, right? When you watch that show on the set, they just pile on with him. They don't care. Let Stephen A sing. I love it. You know who's not singing? Jared. He doesn't know what to do right now. And on the other side of it, Green Bay. No Rodgers, no problem. Where do you think Rodgers is right now? Dark room, pub crawl, Iwasaka. He's got to get ready to be on the Jets again next year. <laughs> Aaron Jones would not be denied. Like a home game for him. Talked about, I mean, him being from there. Oh, my goodness. And then that defense held Dallas under wraps, had them confused. They couldn't really get it running. They couldn't find the throws. And I don't want to hear the DAC and CD and this and that. Hey, you know, you miss some throws. You miss some catches. Shit happens. No adjustments. I even heard, I mean, was it Collinsworth kept saying about the, the Cowboys defense and how they were just playing zone, zone, zone. They hadn't done that all year. Didn't see a lot of adjustments. And then you've got number 10. Okay. He's Jordan Love. Remember that, folks. He's number 10. He's Jordan Love. From Utah State. He went 16 to 21 for 272. Let that marinate. Just let that marinate. Dak was 41 of 60 for 403. Okay. I'll do the math for you. Love's average passes were twice as far as Dak's, and some were those balloons that he just heaved up. Because he'd probably never seen a guy so open and didn't want to miss him. It's like 500, and the guy's like, I got you. And he did. <laughs> I mean, he's Jordan Love. True love of the Cheeseheads. Now, he's the QB that gets to reignite San Francisco Green Bay. Two bays, one game. Time for that for sure. Now it's time to let you know that this show can be heard twice a week on all your favorite podcast apps and live right here on Podbean. Staying on Sunday, the Detroit Lions came out hot, held on to preserve the win. A home playoff win for Detroit. And I feel that monkey off their backs. Has this team now loose and the rest of the NFC? The rest of the NFC better be on notice. Shit, the rest of the NFL 
better be on notice. Say what you want to say about Goff. The only throw he needed to make was the fourth quarter bullet to the mummy that sealed it and he hit it. That was a pure confidence call from his head coach. And that, that is all you need to know about Coach Superfly Campbell. I've never even met the guy. And I can feel his presence before he speaks, man. I mean, this is not your father's. It's not my father's. Hell, it's not even my Lions team that I can remember. They are fast on offense. They are stout on defense. These Lions, let me tell you something. I mean, they get another home game. They get another home game. And like I said, now that they got that first one, they get to be loose. They're going to be roaring to play Baker and the Bucks or whatever Eagles happen to fly into town for crying out loud. I mean, those are in today's games. Bucks and Eagles. I guess we do have to go back still just a little because there were games on Saturday. I mean, my dream of a Browns-Lions Super Bowl had, I mean, all of the energy taken out of it in Energy Stadium on Saturday. And I'm not sure you want to play the Texans. C.J. Stroud, yeah, the best quarterback from Ohio State. He's got some swagger. D'Amico Ryans looks like he can still play. I mean, come on. He's another one of these coaches that you want to play for. One of these young coaches with another young team. And I'm going to hit on that too. I, I, nobody thought the Texans were going to be here. And yet here they are. Is it going to be easy? It's going to be tough. They're going to have to play Baltimore or the Chiefs, right? I mean, that's if the Steelers beat the Bills today. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's going to be tough. But the Texans could build from this. They will build from this. They got a coach. They don't have to look for a quarterback. How many stinking teams can say that right now? One, go back to the coach part. Is it seven teams looking for a coach? I'm going to cover that on Friday, maybe Monday. We're going to talk about it. How many teams would rather have Stroud than what they got? How many teams would rather have Flacco? But I don't think Flacco's coming back next year. And so that leads, that leads me to the Browns. Okay? Great year for the Browns. Perfect year for the Browns. I think it's a good year. What they do in the offseason will be interesting. Still interesting to me is the jacket T-Swizzle strolled into that game with. I mean, I guess her people just call people and boom, she gets a, a Kelsey jacket. So now here we go. We've got Reed, Mahomes, Kelsey. We've got the Chiefs. They're moving on. I said they wouldn't. I said it wrong. Seems like another Bills-Chiefs showdown at Arrowhead for sure. Or would it be a Buffalo? Who's the higher seed? Buffalo's the higher seed. So the Chiefs have to go. Yeah, Chiefs have to go on the road. All right. Hmm. Either way, Chiefs move on just like those nuggies. <laughs> the Chiefs keep winning. Remember, their defense this year is not the same that it's been. That's a big difference. Everybody hearkens in on the receiver's drops and Mahomes this and that. And Mahomes' helmet exploding in that game. And him not having to come off the field and not be in charge of time. What the hell was that? Can somebody explain that? This is where I need somebody out here to explain that to me. The damn thing exploded. It was cracked. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Anyways, this year's versions of both of these teams, Bills, Chiefs, it's not really what we've seen before. And so we might get to see it 
However, first up though, there's a game today. There's two games today. Now notice I didn't talk about the Dolphins. I'm not going to talk about the Dolphins. Let them go back to Miami. Let them regroup. Let them reanimate Tua again. Let's see what happens next year. The Dolphins have been doing what the Eagles have been doing. But we're going to talk about the Eagles in a minute. Because first, we're going to have to talk about this AFC game. It's being flexed into the lineup today. We're just going to have that one. We're just going to have the Bucks eagles We had a Baker primetime Jalen Hurts-Eagles-Bucks showdown. Due to a little uh, inclement weather. I think, how do they call it in Buffalo? The little snow came in. So we flexed her into today. And hopefully they'll be able to play today, be able to get the field all ready to go. I haven't been paying attention to the weather in Buffalo. This is just what they do in Buffalo. It's like just another, another weekend. Let's get the plows out, get the shit ready. At any rate, how do the Steelers win the game? Any given Monday, right? I mean, it's about the size of it. Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, who may have bought some more time in town, his guys, they're going to have to be flawless on both sides of the ball. Get all the breaks, bounces, and whistles they can. Have you been paying attention to the whistles in these playoff games? Start paying attention. Everyone's got to play in this weather, right? It's not like the Bills playing this all the time. And the Bills, they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball in the sun. They can't run the ball in the rain. They can't run the ball inside. They can't run the ball outside. I don't think they could run the ball playing themselves in Madden, for Christ's sake. They're going to have to find a way to run the ball. Josh Allen it lately is prone. He's prone to those mishaps and mistakes that we thought we saw him kind of shore up a little bit. And I still want to think, is he all 100%, right? I mean, he gets banged up a lot, and that's going to play a little bit in that next game, too. But he is going to have to take care of it, right? He's usually their second leading rusher. Who's going to run the ball? Is it going to be Cook? He's kind of a slasher. Who can get down the field? So I say, if we head into halftime and this thing's close, I'm saying there's a chance for those terrible towels to be waving. I'm saying there's a chance. The nightcap can take us down to a place they used to call Champa Bay. You know who's down there right now? Baker Mayfield, formerly of progressive fame. And he's leading the Bucks, the resurging, the surging Bucks of the NFC South against the Eagles. The Eagles, the mainstays of the NFC. The Eagles, they were in the Super Bowl not too long ago, last year. Fly, Eagles, fly. Seems like a distant memory. As Philly's been grounded one in five down the stretch. You don't want to be in Philly right now. Tell you what, I mean, geez, it's, it has not looked good. And tempers have been flaring in that Eagles offense. That's all you hear, right? Those are the what sources say. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown on the same page. Where's Devontae Smith been? Who's going to play tight end? What about Swift? And then the coach. How come the coach can't rally him? What's going on? And his Hurts hurt. What about that finger? Middle, is it the uh, middle finger? Throwing hand finger? I mean, this is the playoffs. Playoffs! I expect the Eagles to get it together. But here's what I know. The Bucks have a good run D. And actually, getting Hurts to throw early might help disrupt the game plan to maybe ease him into it. Or maybe they're planning on have him throwing early anyway to test that digit 
And that works right into the Bucks' secret sauce. The Bucks are at home. They have receivers in Godwin and Evans that will test that secondary of Philly. Watch those matchups. They like to move Evans around. It'll be interesting to see motion through Godwin. And then who's that number? Uh, who's the number 13? Is he healthy? And the tight end. Which tight end's playing? Baker will go to the tight end tight in the red zone. You know why? Because it's usually open. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Baker's going to need time. He's going to need to get some time today because I think the Eagles' only chance is to get after him. And he's not going to panic. Not to panic. I think Tampa pulls it out if Rashad White runs for over 100 yards. Two Eagles turnovers will help. Here's your recap. I have the Bills over the Steelers and the Bucks over the Eagles in today's games. Now, I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you get out and play some pickleball. In everything you do this week, stay safe, stay hydrated, and then come back. I'll be here, and I'll see all y'all right here next time.